35. Genesis chapter number 35. We are reading verse number 1 through to verse number 7. Bible says that, Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of your or face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and all that were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their foreign gods which were in their hands and earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. And they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them. And they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to lose that is Bethel, which is in the land of the of Canaan, and he he and all the people who were with him, and he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah! I want to speak a very sh- shortly on the power of your vow the power of your vow hallelujah the power of your vow now a vow is just a solemn promise or assertion which a person makes and is bound by it to god hallelujah a vow is a promise to god whether you sow your finances or your service or your prayer, or worship, all that must be paid to God. Amen. You can have a personal vow to God. You can have a vow between two people, husband and wife. I solemnly declare that I take you as my lawful wedded wife in sickness and in health, in uh, riches and in poorer, till death do us part. Hallelujah. That is also a vow. Now, a vow is not something that you just talk, you just talk and make, make it and that's it. You know, when you make the vow, you have to fulfill it. Hallelujah. Honor the vow. Now, this particular story we just read in Genesis um, 31, it was 21 years after Jacob had made the vow. Now, the vow itself, the original vow that Jacob made was in Genesis 28. Anytime you want to know something, you have to go to first mention. First mention of vow was Genesis 28. Then Jacob made a vow, verse 20. Jacob made a vow vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in the way I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace then somebody say then then the Lord shall be my God and um, 
I will build God a house and I'll pay all my tithe. That is what Jacob said. Hallelujah. Now, Jacob at the time was running away from his brother. And he came to the place where he was tired and was uh, nightfall had happened. So he decided to sleep there. And so he took a, sto- a, pillow, a, a stone for a pillow. And when he slept, he saw the heavens open and the ladder put between earth and heaven. And angels ascending and descending. And so when he got up in the morning, he said that this is the place of God. And he made this vow. If God will be with me, somebody, God will be with me. And will give me food, clothes, and shelter. And bring me back. Then he will be my God. The first thing, if God will be with me, is divine presence. He was asking God to be with him, to accompany him throughout his journey. He didn't know where he was going. He wanted God's favor. He wanted God's help. He wanted God's presence. The Bible says he's a very present help in the times of trouble. When the times of need happens, God is a present help only to those who he's present to. With. Amen. So he came, he prayed that God give me divine presence. He said, that, and if you will keep me, the word to keep me it means if you protect me, divine protection. So the vow between God and Jacob was that I need divine presence, I need divine protection, and if you give me food and clothes, if you give me divine provision, then the Lord God will be my God. And this place, I will build an altar for the Lord. And I will make sure that I honor and pay a tenth of every increase I have. So fast forward, Jacob goes to Laban's house and spends 21 years. And in 21 years, God had made, protected Jacob on the journey. Remember that those days, the journey was very terrible because when you are going, you can meet wild animals or you can meet, uh, what do you call it, bad people, bandits, enemies. You can, it's not a very simple, it's not like you are traveling from here to London in your car. You are walking and there are deadly animals on the way, deadly people on the way. Anything could have happened to him. And when he got to his, his uncle's house, his uncle was very dodgy. Are you with me? And especially when the uncle came into an agreement with him that if uh, you take the speckled and spotted sheep and all the white ones are mine, because the white ones were about 80% and the speckled and spotted was just only 20%. Before long, now the spotted and speckled became about 70% and the white were only 30%. A jealous uncle could have plotted to kill him. But divine protection meant that he was not killed. And so, like any human being, after 21 years, we tend to forget. Are you with me? We tend to forget. So, it it so happened that Jacob had forgotten. So, in a dream, in chapter 31, the passage we just read, God, 35, God said to um, uh, Jacob, wake up. I said, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. It is time to pay your vow. 
It is time to get your mula. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is time for you, Jacob, to pay your vow. So the Bible says that Jacob immediately remembered the vow and he gathered all his family and he said, cleanse yourself, put away all the foreign gods. He made them give him all the gods and he hid the gods in, in, under a tree and they journeyed back towards Luz, towards Bethel, where he had made the vow. Because a vow is a very, very strong thing. In fact, I want you to know that if the vow is the secret power that Christians have, the secret untapped power of believers in this day and age is vow. A lot of us don't know about it. A lot of us don't use it. But a vow is the most sacred and the most secret power, full, powerful source that we have. Hallelujah. And most times, people use vows for different reasons. I'll come to that in a little while. Why people use vows and when people use vows. But I want us to look at the one, that popular one we know in Shiloh, in First Samuel chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 11, the Bible says that then she, that's Hannah, you know the story, Hannah made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your handmaiden and remember me and forget and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child to the, then I will give him back to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. That was the vow. Are you with me? In verse 22, in verse 22, but Hannah did not go up. When the Shiloh season came, Hannah did not go, but said to the husband, not until the child is weaned, then I will take him and that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do as seems best to you, and wait until the, you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed the son until he had weaned him. And now when she, he was, when she had weaned him, she took him up with, can I have my binoculars? She took him up with her and with three bulls and an ephah of flour and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh and the child was young. Hallelujah. And he slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. Hallelujah. You know the story. And the child remained in, in the house of God for throughout his life. Hallelujah. He pay, she paid the vow she made with God. Now, when do people make vows? When do people make vows? Number one, people will make a vow in times of trouble. In times of trouble. When Jacob was in trouble, he, his brother was after his life. He made a vow for divine protection, divine presence, divine provision. Amen. 
in Psalm 50 verse 14, he says that offer to, to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Hallelujah. And um, Psalm 66 verse 13 and 14, I will go into your house with burnt offering. I will pay my vows. Verse 14, which my lips have uttered when my mouth which my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. You know, David was in trouble. He was running away from his, his son, uh, Absalom, and he made a vow in chapter 30. And chapter 66, he says that I will go back and pay the vow that I made. Hallelujah. So you make vows when you are in trouble. Number two, you make vows when you want to embark on a mission. You're about to start a business. You're about to go on a journey. Like um, um, Jacob was about to go on a journey, he made a vow. Hallelujah. That, Lord, if, if I'm successful at this journey or this mission, then I will do something. Then I will honor you. Then I will pay a tithe. Then I will, whatever promise you make. Amen. Number three, you make a vow when you need God to deliver you. Remember Jonah. Jonah was sent by God to go and preach. But he took a ship and went down to Tarshish. And ran away from uh, God. Going on the opposite direction. And God made the big fish swallow him. And in the belly of the fish, Jonah made a vow. Hallelujah. Jonah chapter 2 verse 9. Jonah made a vow and he said, but I will sacrifice to you with my voice, with, with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay my vow. That I vow. Salvation is of the Lord. So when he, he was, when he made a vow, immediately the Bible said he was uh, vomited by the, the, the big fish to exact place that he sent him, Nineveh. Exactly. So that the biggest submarine, natural submarine that ever lived in, in uh, history was the one that uh, Jonah wrote. The fish swallowed him as he was going down south. And the fish turned and journeyed up north as he made a vow. And the fish vomited him on the beach of Nineveh. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah, that is uh, chapter 2 verse 10, onto a dry land. Hallelujah. Because of a vow. That is how powerful a vow is. When you are in trouble, when, when the, the, the boss is about to fire you, when there is something about to happen and, and, or you're about to be taken to the courthouse, make a vow. Hallelujah. And the God that answers by fire will visit you. Hallelujah. What number one? Number four. When you have a pressing need that you can't find any solution anywhere. There is such a need that you can't, there's no solution anywhere. Make a vow. You know, the Bible says, and a penina, her rival, made life so difficult for Hannah. 
Hannah needed a child. That was her need. So she made a vow that, Lord, you just let me give birth and I'll give the child back to you. And because she made the vow and because she paid the vow, Hannah went on to have seven more children. Hallelujah. Because the vow, when you honor the vow, you endear yourself to God. You bring God closer to you. Am I making sense? Number five. When you need a favor from God, make a vow. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 21. The king of Arad, the Canaanite who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming onto, on the road to Athram. And don't laugh at me. No. Then, hey, my enemies are a lot, eh? I didn't realize I had a lot of enemies here. Then the king of Arad, the Canaanite Hashem, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming and they fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver these people unto my hand. Then I will utterly destroy their city. And the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of that place was called Homer. Hallelujah. They had a need. They, they were going to, to, to a battle, but then the people that they were going to fight first started to uh, kill their, their people and take some of them prisoner. So it was a pressing need and they had to make a vow. Amen. The next reason or the next reason why people make vows is that before you take a difficult assignment, make a vow. In Judges chapter 11 verse 30, Jephthah made a vow. He, Jephthah was about to go and fight. He said that when I go to this battle and I am successful, anybody that comes to meet me whilst I am coming back in victory, I will sacrifice the person. That person will be killed. That was the vow that Jephthah made. And the Bible says that when he went and defeated the, the, the Ammonites and he was coming, the first person with tambourine and singing to come and meet Jephthah was his own daughter. And so that day, the victory turned into sorrow because Jephthah said, oh, today you have made me a very sad man because I made a vow to God that the first person that comes out to meet me from my own house, I will kill the person. And unfortunately, you are the person. So the Bible says, the, the, the daughter said to the father, I am a virgin. I cannot die like this. So give me a couple of months. Let me go to the hill and mourn my virginity after which I will come back down and then you can kill me. And so she went to the hills to mourn her virginity and came back and she was killed. And so that uh, became a celebration that the, the young maidens of Israel celebrated Jephthah's daughter. 
till today. Because it was a painful vow, but that vow had to be honored. Hallelujah. You see, you don't make a vow. You don't just make promises that you don't keep. When you make a promise, you know, God, if you deliver me from this, this is the last time. I will never do it again. It will never happen again. Then immediately you are delivered. You go back. You don't understand what vows are. Hallelujah. You don't understand. Vows are very, very, very powerful. And you don't just make them. Amen. Number seven. You can make a vow in the case of barrenness. When you are barren and you are looking for a child, like Hannah, that is the best time to make a vow. See, sometimes, sometimes the reason why our vows are not honored by God is that we make very silly vows. The vow is not commensurate to the problem at hand. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Hannah wanted a child. A child is a very big thing. You don't ask for a child and say, if you give me a child, I will give you a cow. Or if you give me a child, I'll give you 100 pounds. You don't understand. (laughs) Are are you with me? No. If you give me the child, I'll give you a child. If you give me a, 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 Lord, I want to buy a house. If you give me the opportunity to buy a house, I'll give you something commensurate. I'll also build you a house. Now you are talking. If you, if, if, you, if, you, if you give me a house, I'll buy you a chair. My friend, go and sit down. It, 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 it means you are not serious. Hallelujah. If you, how many need to make a vow today? I don't know what problem you are in, but I think all the seven things we have talked about, somewhere around there, you are somewhere in the, in. Nobody knows what is going to happen from February to December. You don't, you are about to embark on life's mission. So you need to make a vow. You don't know there's an agenda. There is a, a, a lion on the road. You don't know an incident that has been programmed for you. A time-sensitive case that has been programmed somewhere in a corner. As you are walking, you don't know. So you need divine protection. You need God to be with you. You need divine provision. You need divine presence. And that can only happen through a vow. Hallelujah. That is why we have the opportunity as a church to come before the presence of God once a year to make a, a vow. Hallelujah. Make a vow that God, if you protect me, if you provide for me, if you be with me, if you open heaven so that my prayers are answered, then I will. He says that if you give me a house, I will build you a house. I am going, I'm going alone with only a staff in my hand. If you give me a house, then when I come back, this place, I will build a house for you. So he went across the Jordan with only a staff. The next time he was crossing the Jordan back, he crossed with two companies. He said, I crossed this very Jordan 
with only a staff in my hand. Today, I am two companies. Two companies mean that I have two sets of families. A, a company is about 120 people. So I have 120 on this side, 120 on that side. And in those days, when they say they count people, they don't count sheep. They don't count cattle. They don't count goats. They don't count those type of possessions. Even slaves, they don't count them. Are you with me? So it's a, a, a company. It's talking about that plus everything else. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So I have, now I have riches, wealth, and honor. I'm coming this way back. It's time for me to pay my vow. It's time for me to build God a house. It's time for me to provide what I said I was going to give God. Hallelujah. Don't come and cheat God. Don't come and waste God's time. If you give me a husband this year, I will give you 100 pounds. <laughs> I guess you are not serious. <laughs> if you give me a child, I will give you 1,000 pounds. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter number 23, verse 21. Bible says that when you make a vow to the Lord, you shall not delay to pay it. For God will... For the, pay, pay it for the Lord your God will surely require it of you and it will be a sin to you if you don't pay it. Hallelujah. When you make a vow, you must pay. Tell your neighbor when you make a vow, you must honor it because God has no delight for fools. Yeah, he calls people who make vows and don't pay, he calls them fools. Amen. Look at the blessings of a vow. Making a vow unto God brings you into a personal relationship with him. Sacrifice draws you closer to God. It shows the intention that you, you desire to be near him. If you want to sustain your breakthrough, you must do it through the sacrifice of a vow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice that when Jacob made the vow, he had divine presence, divine provision, divine protection. Amen. Number two, vowing unto God brings you into partnership with him. Hannah was alone, being mocked by the co-wife the rival, because she was childless and the rival had so many children. But when she made the vow in Shiloh, the Bible says that when she went there, she was praying with her soul that no sound came out of her lips, but her lips moved frantically. And as she was praying, the, 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 the priest, Eli, was sitting at the back of the, the tent and was watching her, and Eli said, woman, put away the drink. This is not a time to come to the house of God drunk, and you are just misbehaving by the altar. And Hannah said, I am not drunk, since it's only the morning. 
But out of my frustrations, out of my fear, out of my worry, out of my desperation, I have come here to pour out my heart to the Lord and to ask the Lord for a baby. And Eli said that, may the Lord do unto you everything that you have asked. Now, 11 months from that same conversation, the next Shiloh happened and Hannah was ready to take the baby, the answered prayer, back to the Lord. Hallelujah. Because when Hannah prayed, Hannah brought God, invited God to partner with her in the baby making process. Hallelujah. Do you want to try it alone? Or do you want to add God to your, your trying? It's time to make a vow. Hallelujah. It's time to make a vow. The third one is that a vowing to God is a demonstration of your faith. In Psalm 56, verse 11 to 12, David demonstrated his faith by making a vow to the Lord. In God, I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Vows made to you are binding upon me. Oh God, I will render praises to you. He made a vow because he had faith in God. If you have faith in God, then make a vow to him. He's the only one who can give you divine presence. He's the only one who can give you divine protection. He's the only one who can give you divine provision. Hallelujah. He's the only one that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Today, I want your vow to be meaningful. Today, I want you to make a powerful vow. And when the testimony comes, be sure to come and render your testimony. And be sure to pay the vow. You see, you can initiate the vow by paying it beforehand. I don't know whether you understand that. Whatever you are believing God for, you can pay, part pay the Lord. I am bringing this money to say, to make a vow today. When I see that thing, I will come and pay some more. Nobody is forcing you to make a vow. But I'm telling you, it's one of the most powerful secrets that believers have. I want you to